Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. This is Callan. I'm with Anna. Tonight, we are catching up on all of our reality show excitement, drama, I mean, all of the above. It's an extravaganza. <laughs> we love a good extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> Uh, yes, um, as a reminder for everyone, Anna does not watch The Bachelorette, and I'm sure some of you listening also don't watch it, so if you don't, I hope that you can just enjoy this little update I'll be giving. I think it's kind of funny to listen to if you don't watch any of it, because then you can kind of make up in your head how <laughs> it went down. Also, you can't correct me. Like, if I mess up a little something, then you know, you don't know. So it's the perfect situation. <laughs> exactly. It's really a win win for everyone. <laughs> Before we dive into all of that fun stuff, there are always a few things we have to talk about. So, Anna, what are you drinking tonight? Well, once again, we're talking about the road trip that me and Callan went on about it a month never ago. Dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I realized, so I have this drink and then I have one drink left in my six pack, but this is my last drink from our trip. So no, I know. We gotta go sad. back. In the words of Jack from Lost, we have to go back. <laughs> Good throwback. Yes. That was a time in our lives, people. It, <laughs> we were. Oh my Gosh, it really was. Maybe one day we can go back and watch the series and just remember how crazy that whole situation was. Because it was. It really was a staple in our relation, well, friendship relationship for a while. I don't know yeah. why I stumbled saying relationship because we do have a relationship. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So our friend Ben got me, Elizabeth, who was on our Halloween episode, and Anna to all watch Lost and it was like a summer long thing. We all watched it like separately and then some together. I think it was like a summer break from college. The only thing I thought about was Lost. <laughs> yes, like all of our conversations, all of like yeah. our birthday and Christmas gifts that year were Lost themed, like yeah. everything. And I think it was just, it was a few years after the show had ended, right? Oh yeah, it was... This it was irrelevant to everyone else. Yeah, at that point. it had been <laughs> off for a while. Yeah, it was really like eat, breathe, sleep, <laughs> lost. It really was. Like I know I I stayed up in my dorm room watching Lost probably way later than I should have. I would try to like you know figure everything out, all of the mysteries, and right. This is not really a spoiler, I don't think. So you can, I mean, do the with, show's been around with that for what a while. You will. So, yeah, yeah, it's been around. Uh, yeah. The numbers, like if you know what I'm talking about, the how many digit code, whatever, six digit code or something I still like remember that. the numbers. Oh, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. That's correct, yes. But I can't remember, you know, basic things in my life. Oh, yeah. No, I, I can't do math, but I got those numbers <laughs> down, Pat. Right. I will never forget the day that I was watching it. And also a big prominent number was 108. And of course, like you didn't know what any of this meant. You just knew that it was there and it meant something maybe. <laughs> and I will never forget when I was watching it and it was just like a light bulb turned on in my brain. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if all of these numbers add up to 108? And I got out my phone calculator and added them up and they did. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have solved like, this huge The ultimate mystery. mystery. <laughs> yeah. What was I going to do with that information? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like that did not really help me at all with the show. But man, I was like, wow, I figured this puzzle out. <laughs> you had a Sherlock Holmes moment. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway. <laughs> I don't know where that tangent came from, but it was so great. I really loved that. Um, so good. Well, speaking of an island and it having lots of boulders and rocks, <laughs> this drink that I'm having is from Bold Rock Hard Cidery in North Carolina. Callan and I actually visited the 
the cidery there as we talked about before and this is actually the the cider that I got when we went which is the premium dry which I highly recommend very good it's refreshing but it's not like super sweet so you're not drinking like straight apple juice yeah it's I highly recommend it it's good I would have to say aside from my favorite cider Bulmers or Magners like we have talked about before I think that's my favorite cider brand that I've had. I just like a lot of the different flavors and yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I recommend. I'm having one of my usuals, I guess. I'm having a homemade margarita. Drinking it for Shelby. Yes. Another shout out to Shelby. <laughs> and she'll love this episode. She's a Bachelorette fan, so. Oh, wow. Even better. Yes. <laughs> I mean, nothing better than Bachelorette and a margarita. I cannot even count how many homemade margaritas I've had in 2020 probably (laughs) more than I would like to know but you know no regrets yeah it's good stuff yeah gotta have that salted rim gotta have that fresh lime those fancy ice cubes most definitely those fancy ice cubes I feel like are the third member of our podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes they are fantastic (laughs) They truly are. Well, what have you been watching recently? Well, I actually wanted to talk about a podcast that I'm listening to. Okay. Um, We love changing it up. Yes, definitely. I love talking about the medium that you can find a competitor, you know, to listen to. But (laughs) That's right. You can listen to that one after you listen to ours. (laughs) Right. The podcast that I started recently, yeah, I started it pretty recently, uh, is called Very Amusing. And it's actually a theme park podcast from Carly Wiesel, who is a theme park journalist. I also follow her on Instagram. I highly recommend. She has really cute photos of her dogs and she's very fashion forward in like a theme park sense. Yes. (laughs) I really don't even remember where I heard like the ad for her podcast coming out. I really can't remember. I probably just stumbled upon it. But me and Callan are both big theme park fans and big Disney and Universal fans. I'd kind of been looking for one to find that's more, you know, just talks about the random things about all things theme parks. So I highly recommend that. Um, Her podcast is really good. I started it from the beginning. She started it pretty recently, the past couple months. Because as you know, uh, Disneyland in California has been closed for a really long time. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. almost a year now, I guess. And Carly Wiesel is based in California. So, you know, Disneyland and um, Universal Hollywood are kind of her, like, home base theme parks that she reviews and, like, talks about and stuff. So, it's a really good podcast. She talks about not just Disney. It's, you know, Universal, Knott's Berry Farm, any other theme park you can think of. And she interviews people. So, like, there's a series she did just recently, which was on how stuff works in the theme park. So, she interviewed, like, some Imagineers. And they talked about, like, how certain ride mechanisms work for, like, current um, animatronics and current rides, like Rise of the Resistance at Galaxy's Edge. And also talked about, like, the castle projections that are done, like, at nighttime. So anyway, if you're, like, a Disney nerd like me and Callan then I think you would really enjoy it because it's like, I feel like it's a it's a podcast for anyone who loves that kind of stuff, but it's especially for people who already kind of know the, the baseline of all the trivia stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like the, the extra little tidbits that she includes in there. Me and Callan are not ignorant with all of the layoffs that have happened over the last year or so. And that's something that Carly Wiesel talks about on her podcast pretty frequently. And she does have a few fundraisers um, and charities that can be donated to specifically help cast members who have lost their jobs. So you can check out her podcast to see if you wanted to to donate money for that. Yeah, we definitely want to keep those people in our thoughts because I can only imagine what they're going through. Definitely. Um, I'm glad that she is incorporating that too. And yeah, for sure. We want to recognize that and know that that's something a lot of people are facing right now. So it's important to make sure that while we talk about Disney and think about it from like a fan or visitor perspective that we keep in mind the people that make it what it is and keep it Mm -hmm. running and that it's a hard time for them right now. I love that she's made that a 
career and just is talking about theme parks all day. What a happy job. I know. She actually did an episode on what it's like to be a theme park journalist. And it's just like, wow, that sounds amazing. Because she talks about her own experience, like working in journalism and how she ended up in the theme park world. And then she interviewed a couple other theme park journalists and kind of like talked to them about it. And yeah, it's really fun. It sounds like it's a it's a fun job, I'm sure. What have you been watching? Surprising for everyone, including myself, I started a show and finished it rather quickly. <laughs> All right. I watched the entire Babysitter's Club series. Oh, okay. That just came out recently, right? Yeah, it came out sometime this year. Um, and I think it, it was like eight episodes, maybe 10. But I mean, they're all less than 30 minutes long. So nothing too daunting. Yeah, it's a Netflix original, but it was based off the book series, The Babysitter's Club by Anne M. Martin. I grew up reading those. Did you read them? No, I hated reading as a kid, but my <laughs> <laughs> my sister read, read those books like cover yeah. to cover and she had mm-hmm. like the board game and everything. Oh my gosh, the board game. Yeah, I think it's at my parents' house, so we'll have to play it sometime. <laughs> oh yes, I'm... So down. Yeah, I loved the books and maybe I'll have to educate you on the all of it. Yeah, I would love that. Since you didn't read them either. So I guess I won't tell you all about it now. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Like if you read the books, I recommend watching the series. Yeah, it was a good watch and it was a nice like before bed kind of show. Yeah, just to decompress, give you something nice to watch. Yeah. If you are new to the show every week, uh, one of us gives a reason why Anna and I should be on The Amazing Race. (laughs) We are big fans of the show. We have auditioned three times. So just in case any, you know, casting producer ever listens to these, they need to hear our dedication. We got to prove ourselves. So (laughs) Anna, what do you have? (laughs) I think Callan and I should be on The Amazing Race because we both, I feel, are pretty well-versed in the art of linguistics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound way more impressive. Um, <laughs> Even the word linguistics makes you sound very right? smart. Yeah. <laughs> like I know the English language so well. <laughs> well, speaking of English, you know, Callan is a great writer and a grammar lady. So if that ever comes in handy, I don't know. But our own language that we're fluent in will be helpful. Callan took French in college and I took Spanish in high school and college. So I feel like we have two, you know, romantic, isn't it romantic language? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's some relation there. There are several countries who speak both French and Spanish. So I feel like that could really help us. Now, as far as my level of like conversation may not be as good as it was six years ago. However, (laughs) I hope those things would come back. And I'm actually listening to a podcast right now, which is about an Italian prime minister. And there's a lot of like clips of this guy speaking. And as you know, like French and Italian and Spanish kind of like all based in the Latin roots. And so there were some of the words I could catch up, I could catch on, but they were in Italian, but it was like similar to Spanish. So I feel like that could really help us in those countries, like especially in Europe and Central America and South America who speak Spanish and French or combination with like Creole or something like that. And I just feel like we kind of have an ear for language in general. Like I know one of the things we've talked about for sure that we want to do is have almost like a language shortcut book written down to where um, words that are very helpful, like, you know, very fast or where is blank um, directional kind of words, things like that, to where we could put that into our language book where um, for like maybe like Arabic speaking countries or Japanese, Mandarin, you know, there's a whole makeup of this entire world and its languages, which is really fun. We've also traveled a lot, I think, in a lot of non-English speaking countries and have been able to navigate 
pretty well. Yes. No, I totally agree. I'm the same way with French. So there have been times where I've seen like Spanish or Italian words and I've recognized them from French. So yeah, with our our languages combined and what we remember from them, surely we can piece it together. When we were in the Netherlands and had to buy train tickets, the self-serve ticket thing uh, was only in Dutch and we got our tickets fine. So if we could figure that out and Dutch is a whole other beast, (laughs) then you're fine. Also, my roommate in college, McKenna, one of her majors was in Mandarin so she would practice her speeches in front of me and you know I couldn't really say oh yeah that was right or not (laughs) but I would get her to teach me like one word a semester (laughs) so there you go yeah so I know three words in Mandarin and if we ever need those for whatever reason we're good (laughs) there you have it yeah I, I definitely think it's beneficial for any team to learn, even if it's just one other language than English, sometimes that can be really helpful in like relating to someone because maybe you meet somebody who lives in Germany or something. You don't know German, but maybe you both know French. And so it's something you can connect with. So I'm sure that's something we can work on. Maybe Latin is a good thing for us to learn. I'm sure it would help me with my English already, but just learning Latin would be helpful, I think, for all of those languages that kind of fall under that umbrella. But yeah, I'm super interested to learn Mandarin. I think that's something that's very helpful just in everyday life, because where I live, there are a lot of people who have come over here to work at our um, hospital that we have nearby and our universities that we have. So it's so beneficial to to just learn from other people who have are bilingual or trilingual. There is no worse look than being that American who goes somewhere and just expects that everyone can speak English. Right. And I, I will admit that because so many people speak English, I have been guilty of that because you get spoiled because you can usually find someone. So like when there isn't anyone around that speaks English, you're like, what the heck? Like, why aren't there people who speak English, you know? But then you realize, you know, I'm in their country. So maybe I should learn. (laughs) Maybe I should have come here with some word, like knowing some words like If anyone watched Emily in Paris, she definitely should not have arrived without even knowing bonjour. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's, it's, you know, it kind of shows respect for the country and for the people. Like, even if you just learn, like, hello and thank you. Like, that's what I try to learn if I ever Mm -hmm. go somewhere. I'm not trying to be fluent. I'm not trying to, like, have some speech or whatever. But if you just can learn hello, thank you where is the bathroom and I think it's helpful even to learn how to say do you speak English in that other language because yes. rather than coming up and being like blah, blah blah you know in English like hey I'm trying to find blah 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 it's like maybe you could start off on the right foot if you say like if you're in Paris for example since we're talking about Paris today with Amazing Race if you walk up to someone and say in French parlez-vous anglais does <laughs> yes. it right yeah. Actually, Callan taught me that because me and my mom went to Cal- uh, went to Callan. <laughs> me and my mom went to Paris several years ago, and that was something I asked Callan specifically. I was like, I really want to learn how to say that. It was actually very useful because I just remember we were outside the Louvre, and we were trying to find the entrance or something. And I I went up to this security guard and and asked in French, "Do you speak English?" And they said yes, and they directed us to where we needed to go. And so we were standing in line and that same security officer was there and this guy walks up and he goes, uh, parlez-vous anglais or English or something like that. It was just really funny. And the security guy was, he kind of made a face like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So he respected you more because you knew how to say it. I guess so. I feel like that maybe it's, it's like you're putting forth the effort to like kind of meet someone on the same playing field language wise. And I feel like it's easier because it's doesn't do me much to learn that phrase. If that person doesn't know English, all they have to say is no. And you're speaking their language rather than I take no effort 
saying, do you speak English? And I'm in France. And they're like, I don't even know what you're saying. So, you know, it's like, I can just put a little bit of effort in to learn that phrase. And, you know, maybe it gets people on the right foot. Like, okay, well, at least she tried to learn. (laughs) She learned five words in our language, more so than she knows nothing. (laughs) Exactly. A little bit of effort goes a long way. People will appreciate it. Well, speaking of the language of love. Ooh. (laughs) Hey, now. (laughs) I am going to update Anna and you on The Bachelorette. So I talked about it when it premiered, and I said I would update you when Claire's reign as The Bachelorette came to an end. Right. And it has come to an end. There is a new Bachelorette in town. But... Since you, I feel like you know about Claire and Dale quite a bit now. You know, the party city model guy. <laughs> and, right. Um, Claire, I guess you would be interested in knowing how her chapter came to a close. Absolutely. And again, I have noticed there were like headlines about, you know, Claire has departed. A new bachelorette is here. But I avoided all of it. Oh, good. So I know nothing, and I'm super excited to hear what's happened. <laughs> Wonderful. Do you have any predictions about what happened? Uh, I feel like when we let off, it was the premiere, I believe, and Dale walks out of the limo, and Claire goes, that's my future husband, and right. that seemed like that was kind of the end of it for everyone else. Right. Uh, So I guess my prediction would be that... She, like, is just super digging Dale. I don't know if the feelings are reciprocated. So I'll predict, I'll predict that they are. And hopefully they are together. I don't know. And I don't know if it's a good thing if they're together. (laughs) I don't know if people like them together. So um, in the weeks that followed the premiere, she had a one-on-one date with a guy named Jason, who is a former football player. And then she had some group dates. As the dates went on, it became evident to everyone involved, including all of the guys, that she really only had eyes for Dale. Mm. And they started getting really irritated by that because she would spend like an hour with him at a group date and then five minutes with the rest of them or maybe not even get to talk to them at all yeah and she would be like can we wrap this up and (laughs) that's never happened before has it like being like that early on that someone is just like absolutely set on one person and forgets everyone else no it's never been to this extent there have definitely been people that They keep talking about that person and they are obsessed. Um, They're like two in my mind that I can specifically remember these two bachelorettes were both obsessed with these different guys. But both times those guys ended up leaving Mm. on their own. But I had never seen anyone like get out of the limo and the lead says that's the one right there. The guys started to not like Dale and I still really can't figure out if it was because he was actually doing anything bad I mean he was always very confident but it didn't come across to me as super arrogant like some of these other people have been it just seemed like he knew he was gonna win (laughs) yeah (laughs) he wasn't gonna say no to spending time with her and it was always her who initiated these long hangouts that really weren't fair to the other guys But it's like, well, he's a contestant, and he's not going to say no to that. He's not the one making it happen, so be mad at her, too. And they they were. They started to get really frustrated with her because they felt like she was not giving them attention. Anyway, I still like Dale. I don't really think I have a reason not to at this point in time. They didn't convince me. I think they just all started to get really jealous, which, to be fair... All of these guys, first of all, had to wait a lot longer for their season to start. Then when they got there, they all had to quarantine alone, (laughs) be tested for COVID multiple times. Then when it's finally time to film, the girl basically doesn't care. Right. You know, I think anyone would be annoyed in that situation. I felt for them. Uh, So they finally had a one-on-one 
And it was basically, I guess, to for her to confirm that he felt the same way that she had been feeling. Because she yeah. liked some of the guys, but at the end of the day, she was always thinking about Dale. They had a one-on-one, and they really connected, poured their hearts out to each other, all that stuff. It basically sealed the deal for her. And so Chris Harrison um, finally came to her, like, her room and said what's going on we can't continue this way basically like everyone's upset we can't do this anymore he basically asked her about dale and she said yeah like i know it's i know he's the one i can't do it with everyone else anymore and that's when he said his famous line that was teased all season of congratulations you just blew up the bachelorette (laughs) iconic yeah, he's he loves the dramatics. Yeah, so Chris went in and said, Dale, I need to see you outside. <laughs> we're so, taking this outside. Yeah, all <laughs> eyes were on Dale. And uh, he said, like, Claire wants to talk to you. She told him, you're the one, basically. That was that. <laughs> and all the other guys were just... Uh, out of luck. There are 16 <laughs> guys left, not including Dale. Oh, wow. So at this point, supposedly, I don't know the exact timeline. They're a little unclear on that. But supposedly, they've been there about two weeks. And they have said, I love you. Like, when she got her one-on-one with him, they spent the night together. I forgot to include that earlier. Oh, wow. And yeah. of, you know, all the guys... <laughs> They're all like, where's Dale? Like, there's no way he spent the night with her. And I was like, they can't go anywhere. They're locked down (laughs) on this resort. (laughs) Either he's in his bed or he's in hers. (laughs) Right. There are only two options. Right. Like, they didn't fly to Vegas like they normally do. Okay, they're stuck here too. (laughs) Whenever Claire said, well, what's the next step after this? Chris said, engagement. Okay. I know. (laughs) Chris getting involved in this relationship. It's like, okay, this is two weeks long instead of eight weeks long. I don't know if we still have to fulfill the (laughs) engagement portion. Right. But she was like, oh, okay. Well, I, you know, I'm good with that if he is, basically. (laughs) Wow. There was a certain point in the episode when I said, has anyone told Dale <laughs> that he has <laughs> Because the guys knew, like, the guys were like, there's no way he's going to be ready to propose. Mm-hmm. Claire knew, Chris knew, all of the production crew knows. Chris Harrison has FaceTimed Neil Lane about the ring. Like, <laughs> I said, has anyone told Dale? <laughs> <laughs> He'll be the last one to know. I think he was. Well, finally, Chris asked, he said, Claire is expecting an engagement. And I said, well, only because you told her to. You're the one that brought this up. So classic, classic bachelor. Like, you know, they kind of made you wonder, like, is he going to show up at this proposal, this final rose ceremony? And he did. And he proposed. And she said yes. Wow. Well, good for them. Yes. And then Tasha arrived. And before I dive into her, they interrupted her first episode to have like an update with Dale and Claire. Yeah. And I, I assume that was filmed recently. And they are still engaged. They both say it was basically love at first sight. They were heavily questioned about if they'd ever spoken leading up to the show because a lot of Bachelor Nation thinks they were talking beforehand, which is the only reason that they would be in love. And she has said that she, you know, looked at a lot of the guys' profiles and Dale stood out to her, but they stand firm that they never communicated before the show. And I mean, she, like I told you in that premiere episode, she talked about that guy Blake about how he had messaged her and they had talked right so I just I don't know why she would have talked about that and then lied about Dale so I kind of I believe her I I mean 
it's not beyond the realm of possibility to me that that happened. You know, I don't believe in love at first sight, but I know some people do see someone and say, like, that's the person I'm going to marry, and it's true. So I don't, like, discredit that. But also, she had been watching his profile for a while, and, you know, I, I just hope it was not like a, I built you up in my mind, because there are plenty of celebrities where I would say, oh my gosh, like, I can see myself with them. <laughs> you know oh yeah most definitely but it seems like the feeling is mutual so I hope it works out for them um, yeah Chris came and told all the guys that if you want to stay we're gonna bring someone else in and Tasha arrived and she had her first episode and they actually brought in four new guys. Do we know the amount of time in between all of that happening? No, and that's what I'm confused about because I would have assumed she had to quarantine and these four new guys had to quarantine. But supposedly, like, the time between Claire's guys getting there and her getting engaged to Dale was, like, two weeks, which is the same amount of time you need to quarantine. So... I don't know if they saw the writing on the wall and brought people over quickly, you know, as a backup plan. Yeah, almost like an alternate or something. Yeah, I don't know the timeline. I don't understand. Maybe one day someone will explain it to me. Guys were very annoyed that these four new people came in. Very like alpha, like we've had to go through everything and now they're bringing <laughs> in these new people, you know. Right. I get it, but you've never seen this show before, obviously. <laughs> I will say that I saw more of those guys in one episode with Tasha than I did in four episodes with Claire. <laughs> I mean, people were not getting airtime. I have people that I like more now that I've seen. And of the new people, I think like a couple might stick around a little while. But one of them... He was the first one to get out of the limo. And I'm still on the fence about if I like him or not as far as his personality. Can't tell if he's going to, he's kind of becoming the villain. I'm trying to decide if I agree with that or not. But I will say when he stepped out of the limo, I said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang. He was by far the most good looking guy out of anyone there. I don't know if he's going to be good or not. So looks aren't everything, people. <laughs> it's true. We will see. But he did win that award for making my jaw drop. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. You know nothing about Tasha. She was on not this last season of The Bachelor, but the one before that. So she's been on Bachelor in Paradise as well. She's never been my favorite, but I actually didn't mind her on this episode so hopefully that'll continue but the guys are super excited i bet after what all they went through they have been through a lot i will give them that some of them within minutes were like well i already like you better than claire <laughs> <laughs> well that's comforting i know it's like is claire watching this dang right <laughs> that's the end of claire but just the beginning for her and dale <laughs> Right. <laughs> Their journey has just begun. Exactly. <laughs> well, I hope they stay together. If You know, they seem to be a good couple. Good for them, I guess. Yeah. After all of this, I really do hope they stay together, too, because seems like she is more confident in her relationship with Dale than I may have ever been about anything in my life. So. <laughs> I really would hate to see it not work out for her. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and it, it was honestly super fun to see the main person, like the lead, become the villain of the season. We've never seen that before, really. So, yeah. like, where everyone has basically turned against them. That was fun. <laughs> right. That's something different, you know? Right. Yeah, did I tell you she had yelled at some of the guys a couple times? No. <laughs> You're not Dale. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> right. The first group date, like they have a daytime activity and then a nighttime kind of cocktail party. And usually it goes like they kind of welcome everyone and then guys will start pulling them away. You know, like, can I seal you? Whatever. And mm -hmm. so she did her little intro and no one did anything. No one like <laughs> <laughs> no one stepped up to the plate. And I tried to be like, okay, 
all these guys so far are getting along. They don't want to ruffle feathers quite yet, maybe. Also, this is yeah. their first one. And it seems like a lot of them haven't seen the show. So they might just not know that's what is expected of them. Right. She was like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> and so <laughs> one guy finally pulled her away and... They were talking and she stopped him and was like, I'm sorry, but I just keep thinking about that and I need to go say something. So she leaves him there and goes to back to where all the guys are sitting. And basically she yells at them saying, if you guys all just want to hang out together, that's totally fine. I'll just go back home. Like (laughs) what happened just now made me feel so uncomfortable and like no one wanted to talk to me and if you guys just want to bro out then i'll leave (laughs) man get it of course 10 people step up and like oh my gosh no like we're so sorry dale came swooping in like (laughs) oh can i take you for a minute and she's like oh yay you know okay (laughs) dale's the hero and they're all like wait what you know like we weren't trying to say we don't like you or whatever so anyway whenever they said you know so quickly that they were enjoying their time with Tasha, i said well that's because you'd already been yelled at like twice right it was a relief to get someone else exactly so anyway we shall see i guess i'll give you an update like at the end of the season you know this is like our midway our change our shift change (laughs) Um, we shall see. Yeah, perfect. Man, always, you know, Bachelor Nation, y'all never have any downtime, you know? It's always something. We never sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm beginning to see that. It's, it is a nation. I mean, probably the population of a small country is Bachelor Nation. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you would be considered like a tourist or something. <laughs> a bachelor nation. <laughs> That's kind of how it feels. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> along for the ride for a period of time. And then I wave goodbye and say, till next time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from, you know, all of that to what we love talking about every single week and it's our favorite show the amazing race this week they were in perry or perry as some said um (laughs) (laughs) but i think paris is a very cool city for them to be in definitely and it's one we've both been to so that was fun seeing some familiar sights very true yes well, you know, the episode started out with Will and James especially struggling with the stick shift. Yeah. <laughs> and this yeah. is something that, like, neither one of us can drive a stick, but we have said we will learn before we are on the race because you just know at some point you're going to have to drive it. Yeah. It's just a necessity at this point. I, I feel like you have to almost expect it to happen because so many countries just a lot of their cars are manual and that's just something you got to prepare for so that's on our list to prepare for and it sounds like Will and James did prepare Mm -hmm. but I guess got confused with he was apparently in third shift or something but what did you think about Leo getting out and helping them to the stop sign. I didn't know why Will and James then said that he did it with a bad attitude. I'm like, you're lucky he helped you at all. Yeah, I was a little confused about that too. I don't know if I like misread something or if there was something that happened that we didn't see. But yeah, I was like, okay, well, you're blocking like the entire exit ramp for all these teams behind you. Uh And Leo was like, okay, well, it's going to benefit me if I can get them out of the way and hopefully they'll still be in trouble. So yeah, I was a little confused about that. I don't know if we missed something or if maybe something else happened, but they were struggling. Them and Kaylin and Haley seemed to be (laughs) struggling a whole lot. At least Kaylin and Haley were moving. And I guess Wilf eventually <laughs> figured out that he was in a different... I don't know anything about driving a manual car, but now I know I need to be in the first gear and not the third one. <laughs> True. <laughs> 
that was just funny to me because they had like he had said I know what I'm doing (laughs) and that's a frustrating thing I'm sure uh, especially about reality tv if you say something and it doesn't happen or (laughs) you mess it up completely they are just going to rub it in your face (laughs) oh yes yes um how many times has that happened so far with Ishwar and Aparna oh my goodness yeah exactly (laughs) I mean, it seems like every challenge, they're like, well, being an engineer didn't help us on this one. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like, mm, okay. Yeah. It, if you, yeah. It, you should be able to tell from editing if they show a team saying, you know, we're really good at this. They're about to be really bad at it. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be what happens. It's a plot point in the episode. If you get on an amazing race, know how to drive. A real car, as they say. You know, they say, like, Americans don't really drive. It's true. Which, I I mean, I guess it's the lazy way, but, you know. Got other things to do with my hands. We got to multitask. We need to be able to eat our fast food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the car. I need to be able to eat my Chick-fil-A meal. Hey, that is an art form to be able to to dip your chicken into a sauce while you were moving in a vehicle. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If you have the Chick-fil-A sauce and the Polynesian, Mm. you're a master. (laughs) (laughs) That should be an amazing race challenge right there. Oh, we would win that. Can that be a fast forward? (laughs) (laughs) We would... Kill it. <laughs> I love it. We should come up with these challenges. Well, I know you've been to Paris before. Have you ever been to Chateau... How do you say it? Chateau Chintilly? Oh. <laughs> Chantilly. I think it was um, Chantilly. Chantilly. Even though over here we say like Chantilly cream. Right, because that I was going to get to that later. Yeah, I've heard that before, like on mm-hmm. Food Network or something. I made this dessert with Chantilly, ch- Chantilly cream or however they want to say it. Right. So I think that's what's always been in my mind. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was the same. Yeah, no, I, my mom and my mom has been there too. And we were both like, why didn't we hear about this? Obviously, it's like, beautiful. you know about the Louvre. Yeah, it was beautiful. And to have that much art, we were like, why didn't we know about this? And I was only there for a couple days, so I could go back and spend a ton of time for sure. But I'd never even heard of it. But it looked awesome. Yeah, I definitely, I added that onto my Paris bucket list. Or France bucket list in general, I should say. So yeah, it was beautiful. That's the side of the roadblock since you mentioned the paintings. Yeah, so there's basically like a big party going on and the person who does the roadblock has to match the party goer with one of the paintings that is in the hall, like in the gallery. And it seemed like a lot of people did pretty well, like they got it on their first attempt, but Aparna just had a rough time. Her engineering degree did not help with that. (laughs) It did not. I don't know what really happened. It took her 16 tries to get it. And the one that she got it correct on was like very detailed painting where like it was the person who was seemed to be in the background of the photo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if maybe she was like thinking too much into it or I don't I don't know what happened. Ooh, but I know that was frustrating. I think that's their problem a lot of the time and sometimes this happens when you do have really smart people. I think they were a lot of the times they overthink it. Yeah. That might have been her too. Like she's missing the obvious cuz some people seem to get like they have a very noticeable collar or mm-hmm. A unique dress color or something like that. I I felt bad because I, I know that's frustrating. Would you want to do that roadblock or would you want me to do that roadblock? I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like either one of us would do pretty good at it because mm-hmm. we are pretty detail-oriented people. So I don't know. I feel like either one of us would have been fine. But you also don't know that it's a double roadblock coming up. Exactly. Which means that the person who did not do the first roadblock, now does the second one. Mm -hmm. I always think the double roadblocks are really fun to watch because at least if I were on there, it's kind of like 
we both have to pull our weight, but also like if I struggled on mine and then you struggled on yours, I don't feel so bad because right. we both had our opportunities to do well or not. So yeah, I really enjoy them too. And it's interesting because yeah, if like they were presented that roadblock, the next leg Mm-hmm. And they would have used that original person. And now this person is having to do the roadblock instead. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's super interesting. So talking about the cream again, it wasn't really a task, but it was more of a uh, root info, as they call it, to where you have to do a task to get your next clue. So they had to whip the cream to where it doesn't fall out of the bowl. And they had to fill up four pies, I believe. I thought it was interesting that it seemed that the people in that five- team alliance they told people who were there that they were going to be pied in the face we know how i feel about that (laughs) this the alliance is just like it's rearing its head it seems like at least every episode so far (sighs) yeah i will say that it's doing its job as an alliance that true they're helping each other and they're really sticking with it it seems like maybe Ishwar and Aparna and the football players are kind of on the outside of the five personal Right. I was like, okay, great. They know to be prepared. <laughs> so, but it was right. like nobody dropped their pie. I was waiting for somebody to drop it. Yeah, I was just waiting for that to happen because the edit seemed like it was kind of like, well, what's going to happen? You know, and it never did. It looked like a fun little challenge, though, and I liked that they got pied. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it's a funny aspect, but it's kind of crazy. No one dropped their pie and no one got yielded. I know. Which I was a little surprised about also. I was too. You know, if this were Big Brother or Survivor, somebody would have turned on this alliance already and gotten out a strong (laughs) team. They would have yielded them and we'd be done with it. But we don't get a detour this episode. It is a double roadblock. So like we mentioned, the other person on the team has to do this roadblock. How do you think you would have done on the carnival games? Either one of us, again, would have been fine. Like, I'm pretty sure that no matter which way we chose it in this episode like we would have been fine I don't think either one of us would have ruined it for ourselves you know we've been to the fair and we talked about how we love theme parks so true our hand-eye coordination is there I love skee-ball and the horse racing game kind of reminded me of skee-ball yeah true so I thought it looked really fun it looked like an actual like clean kind of arcade (laughs) place much better than some of ours so yeah like a fun place to go yeah it did and i'm sure it was fun i assume the people there were locals who they were playing with so i feel like that's always fun when locals are involved in whatever you're doing that can be make it a little more exciting feel like you're a part of the culture a little bit yeah and i wondered like they're there all day i guess and so they're getting all this practice in so are they kind of like throwing it or yeah just not good I don't get it (laughs) yeah I don't know I don't know how that works the magic of television (laughs) right (laughs) you never know like are they actually getting better at this game or do they seem to be getting worse I don't know how did you feel whenever Kaylin and Haley, you know, were struggling and then with their car and like directions and stuff and then Michelle and Victoria also were struggling with directions how did you feel whenever like the camera is just like sitting there at the door and you're waiting to see who's walking in and it was Kaylin and Haley? I know. I was shocked. Whew. When you're waiting like that, you know, sometimes it's predictable and sometimes they really throw you for a loop. Yes, I was thrown for a loop personally because I was like, no, Kaylin and Haley are probably so far behind. They're just trying to like, you know, make it feel like they actually have a chance. And then, yeah, I was so surprised. Michelle and Victoria were that lost. Like it was nighttime when they got to the- Did I read correctly that they were lost for six hours? I think so. Five or six. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I could drive to your apartment and back so many times (laughs) oh my gosh yeah we could be in two states away like yeah I would love to hear their perspective on what was going on because I guess 
since we had to watch the teams at the challenges, I didn't really get a feel for where they were because it seemed like the whole time they were in the vicinity of where they needed to be. But I couldn't figure out how they were that lost for that long. And I will say they're not the best with navigation. Like that time the clue was down in that little basket (laughs) and they ran around for 30 minutes before they found it like at the clue marker so I think sometimes they also would overthink it my general rule of thumb my number one travel tip I mean the first thing I will say you've heard me say it the most important thing to know is when you have done something wrong because if you can be aware this is not the right place and you can fix it. And my mom and I were watching it together and I told her, why are they still driving? Like, and other teams will do this too. They'll say, we don't really know where we're going. I think some of them were doing that like on the interstate because this is the first episode where they were driving their own cars. They weren't in taxis. And so they're like, I'm not really sure if this is the right way. Is this the wrong like exit or whatever? And I'm like, If you aren't sure, don't keep driving. Like, pull over, ask someone. Because if you're going the wrong way and you keep driving, you're getting further and further away from the destination. So I really couldn't figure out what happened with them if they had asked one or multiple people for directions because it looked like a big place that would be kind of like something people knew where it was, you know? Right, Mm mm-hmm. So I don't really know what happened, but... I mean, that's got to be such a hopeless feeling to be driving around and not Absolutely. knowing at all where you're going. Yeah, that was rough. And I was I was sad to um, to see them go because <laughs> their relationship was just so funny. And Michelle is hilarious television. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of sad to see them go. But it was sweet. You know, they said, I, it's kind of like how I feel with my sister. We're not super close. But anytime we're together, we, like, pick up where we left off. And that's kind of the vibe I got from Michelle and Victoria. Like, this experience really brought them closer together. So that was really sweet. But, yeah, I was kind of sad to see them go. Especially to go out like that. That's, you know, I think we've said that almost every episode. (laughs) I know. To go out like that. (laughs) I know. No, I said that when I watched it. I said I hate to see a team go out like that. Like... When they get lost. And I thought about that, that we have said that like every time I'm like, so what, what way do I like to see them go out? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, There really is no easy way to go out. There's no good way. Yeah, there's no good way. Uh, But yeah, I, I really did like them. They were funny, even though they're LSU fans and (laughs) can't do that. But we love New Orleans. Yeah, we we love New Orleans. Common ground. yeah, you know, we can find a happy place. <laughs> I think they're they're cute and funny, and I hope that they are closer in their relationship after that. I feel like that's got to bond you for life. I mean, I guess if sisterhood already doesn't bond you, I think this builds <laughs> a different kind of friendship connection. Yeah. As far as the pit stop, it was Ponce des Arts, if that's how you say it. Ponce des Arts. Well, I'll let you say that. (laughs) (laughs) The French lady can say it. Um, Look, I'm not trying to pretend I am a professional. It has been years, so don't come at me. I don't know anything, so I'm glad you can educate me. Well, did you ever visit that bridge? From what I remember, that's the Lovelock Bridge. I wondered about that. Yeah, because that was something that me and my mom wanted to do when we went was to see the Lovelock Bridge. And at the time, they still had all the locks on there. So me and my mom made a lock and put our names on it. But over... I know, so sweet. (laughs) But over time... Um, from my understanding, the, you know, the city people decided it was, I think it was more of a hazard for the bridge because it got to be really heavy and things like that. So yeah, they ended up taking the, the locks off. So yeah, I, I didn't see any locks on there. So I assume it happened a few years ago. I thought of the lock bridge and I didn't realize it was the same one, but I wondered if they had taken all of them off at this point because I had heard that they were going to, so... 
Well, who are you? At this point, aren't we like halfway through, kind of? I think so. Yeah, it feels like this season has just like flown by. Mm -hmm. Who would you say is like your top team right now? Oh, that's so hard. They did really great with this cast. I agree. I'm very happy with the cast. Yeah, everyone's solid and super entertaining and just relatable. Like everybody there, I feel like I can relate with. Mm-hmm. Probably Hung and Chi are still my number one. Mm-hmm. I love parents <laughs> <laughs> that are on The Amazing Race. I just think they're so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as, like, in the Alliance, probably Hung and Chi are my favorites. Mm-hmm. And then outside the Alliance would... <laughs> there's not too many left. <laughs> I'll probably say Leo and Alana, mainly because I feel like I would be friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> in real life. They just seem like they're, like, geeky. I think they said they enjoyed playing board games or something. And Alana has her master's in like visual arts or something or art history poetry or something like or something. that. Yeah, I don't know. Poetry, that's what it was. Yeah, which she made some jokes about that this episode. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. They just seem like they have a they have a um a fun relationship. Uh, yeah, but it's really hard to pick. There are a lot of. I feel like I'm rooting for everyone, mm-hmm. which I hate when people say that, but I kind of <laughs> am. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I agree that I've been really happy with the cast overall. It's rare. It's usually like I like one or two teams and the rest can go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, and I'm kind of glad there's, they haven't really, they didn't cast like a villain type team, you know, that's just kind of annoying. Yeah. I'll probably say the team that I like the most, that I'm maybe the most like entertained by is Gary and (laughs) D'Angelo. I just think they're so cute and honestly full of surprises. First, they hit us with the cosplay thing, which I was loving. Then all of a sudden, like, Gary is an art, you know, (laughs) aficionado. (laughs) Yeah. Even D'Angelo didn't know that about him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It shows you, yeah, you never stop learning anything about your, your partner. They are really fun. Yeah, I like them a lot. Yeah, ah, but it's so hard because I like Hung and Chi a lot. I think Riley and Madison are really funny and have a really good dynamic. And I think, yeah, we would be friends with Leo and Alana. And I honestly really like Kaylin and Haley. And I'll be honest and say a lot of times when they have this blondes team, I feel like they cast them as like ditzy people or like kind of fitting that stereotype or like we need help kind of situation. And they're not like that at all. And they also have very positive attitudes. And, like, they just, even when they're at the bottom, which they have been most of the season, they right they really keep that positive attitude and just seem to have fun. And I admire that. So, I mean, Definitely. really everyone <laughs> I like. <laughs> We're covering everybody uh, here. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Everybody's been great. Yep. Very, very good. Good job casting. That's why you should cast us. Exactly. Because they have great taste. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for the rest of the season. I'm enjoying every episode, which is nice. And honestly, it's just been great to see a world pre-COVID and feel like we can live that with them in a way yeah feel like we're traveling together yes in the safety of our homes yes uh well we are in an amazing race facebook group that a lot of people are in and a lot of actual amazing race contestants from the past are in it which is really fun yeah but leo is pretty active so i clicked on his facebook profile as one does and Apparently, he and Alana are married now. Yes. I I can't remember if we had that conversation. Kelly and LaVon did an exit interview with uh, Rob Has a Podcast and mentioned, I think it was Kelly, who said she was officiating their wedding. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. Did Did we not talk about that? No. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah. So, I guess they had a COVID wedding. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. That's so cool. That's sweet. Well, I guess that's about it for this week's episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> As always. Oh. Oh. 
Oh, we do have an announcement. Yes. We are now officially on Pandora. So as that applies to Disney World Pandora. Mm. Look at that tie-in. I'm sure there's some painting in that chateau about Pandora. (laughs) Big brother, you open Pandora's box, you know. We are now on Pandora. Open up the box and there is pop culture on the rocks. (laughs) Whoa! Wow! Wow! Our new slogan. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first, people. (laughs) Was it Portia who opened the Pandora's box? Um. Yes. We should Facebook message her. Be like, "Hey, come open our Pandora's box and get our pop culture on the rocks." (laughs) She can be (laughs) our first celebrity guest. (laughs) It's Portia. Hey, you know. We'll take it. I do think Rachel Riley opened it as well. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's made an appearance a, a few times. Yes, I I would love to have Rachel on the show. And we were just talking about this yesterday. Uh, speaking of Big Brother news, I guess we're adding that segment in now. Rachel Riley gave birth to, th- to her and Brendan's second child. Yay. So as far as I've read, they have not announced a name yet. I'm eagerly awaiting. Yes, I'm on pins and needles waiting to hear what this child's <laughs> name is. Love Adora Borealis. Adora Borealis, excuse me. Adora Borealis. I cannot wait to meet her sibling. Yes. I'm hoping they'll stay with the, you know, stars. Yes. Whatever. Celestial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, stick with that theme. But, you know, if they go off on it, that's okay, too. It's going to be fun. Anything they do is is great. (laughs) Most definitely. Thank you all for listening. As always, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and we do have an email address. So send us all of your thoughts and suggestions on what we should be drinking or watching or anything like that. Be sure to leave us a rating or a review and subscribe. Until next time, I'm Anna. And I'm Callan. Will you accept this rose? Dale. <laughs>